In this bulletin, a man's body found days after he went missing driving through floodwaters. Pakistan's former Prime Minister Imran Khan shot in an assassination attempt. And in cricket, Pakistan has defeated South Africa in a must-win T20 clash in Sydney. With the latest from the SBS newsroom, I'm Hannah Kwong. Police divers have found the body of a man who went missing in floodwaters in southern New South Wales on Monday night. The body is yet to be formally identified and the search is continuing for a second man. The pair were swept away by floodwaters as they travelled in the rear tray of a vehicle driven onto a flooded causeway at Preston's Creek in the southern Tablelands. Australians are being warned that another wave of COVID-19 is coming. There has been an increase in case numbers in several states and territories, with 31,636 cases of COVID-19 reported across Australia over the last week, an average of 4,519 infections per day. New South Wales Chief Health Officer Dr Kerry Chant says the pandemic is far from over. We're starting to see an increase in COVID cases and changes in the variants circulating in New South Wales, which tells us that we're entering the next COVID wave. By looking at all the local information we have and what's happening overseas, we believe COVID cases will rise in the coming weeks. Former Prime Minister of Pakistan Imran Khan has been shot and wounded while leading a protest. Witnesses say Khan, who was ousted as Prime Minister in a parliamentary confidence vote in April, was standing and waving to thousands of cheering supporters from the roof of a container truck when the shots rang out. His aides are calling the shooting a clear assassination attempt by his rivals as the former leader enters the sixth day of a protest convoy bound for Islamabad. PTI's member of Sindh Assembly, Bilad Ahmed Ghaffar, is condemning the attack. This imported federal government is responsible for this. Rana Sanoa is responsible for this. He had been giving nonsensical statements for the last three days. Efforts are being made to spread anarchy in this country. In Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu has won this week's election, clearing the way for him to return to power. He previously governed for 12 consecutive years and is currently facing corruption charges in court that his supporters say is a witch hunt. Israel Democratic Institute's political analyst Yonan Plesner says Netanyahu will probably be dependent on the support of the ultra-nationalist religious Zionism party in order to rule. The extent of his majority will depend on the final count, including the count of the double envelopes, and then we will know, find out uh, whether an additional party, uh, the Meretz left-wing party, did not cross the threshold. Should that uh, occur, the Netanyahu margin will grow and he will have a relatively comfortable margin. Seven ships carrying agricultural products have left Ukrainian Black Sea ports one day after the resumption of a grain deal aimed at delivering exports to foreign markets. The vessels were loaded with 290,000 tonnes of food products headed for European and Asian countries. Ukraine says it has made no commitments to Russia that go beyond the terms of the Black Sea Grains Initiative agreed on in July in order to persuade Moscow to resume its participation in the deal. Meanwhile, Russian attacks have been reported across Ukraine with heavy shelling in numerous regions damaging infrastructure, including power supplies to Europe's largest nuclear power plant at Zaporizhia. 
The United States has asked the United Nations Security Council to meet publicly on North Korea today after a series of missile launches from Pyongyang. The meeting request has been backed by fellow council members Britain, France, Albania, Ireland and Norway. North Korea has long been banned from conducting nuclear tests and ballistic missile launches by the Security Council, which has strengthened sanctions on Pyongyang over the years to try and cut off funding for those programs. Back home and the federal government says it is working hard on plans to reduce violence against women and children. Social Services Minister Amanda Rishworth says the government is aiming to release specific targets and timelines for action plans to eliminate gendered violence within a generation. One of the good aspects of this plan is working with states and territories to make sure our investment is coordinated. But I can tell you we are working with a sense of urgency to get this work done. Turning to sport and in cricket, Pakistan have powered their way to nine for 185 in their must-win 2020 World Cup clash with South Africa, crunching 117 from the final 10 overs at the SCG. Pakistan must win their last two group matches against South Africa and Bangladesh, as well as have upsets go in their favour to make the semi-finals. And that is the latest SBS News. I'm Hannah Kwan. 